Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. This segment, this portion of the program should be captioned. Hopefully Dan has done this on the Chiron on your dashboards. Uh, how to speak to the unvaccinated. How to speak to the unvaccinated. And let me tell you how I get into this. Yesterday was really a great show. In the second hour of the program, I said to TC it was old school. There's been a lot of coverage afforded to a controversy in Roselle Park, New Jersey. Roselle Park, New Jersey is the home of a woman named Andrea Dick. Actually, Andrea lives with her mother. And Andrea has a number of anti-Biden signs, pro-Trump signs, obscenity-laced signs in her front yard. And the local community has asked her to take them down and said they'll fine her $250 a day for every day she doesn't take them down. So yesterday, the, the, the focus of my segment yesterday, the intended focus of my segment yesterday was to talk about the speech implications. There's a law professor at Seton Hall who says, hey, if the sign says, you know, F Biden, it's political speech and you can't regulate it. So I thought, wow, this is really interesting. There's a young, you know, millennial mayor of this town. His name is Joseph Signorello III. Let's get him on the program and talk about the speech implications. So we did that. And as I was speaking to the mayor, it occurs to me, wait a minute, I should be speaking to the woman who's putting up the signs. And in a way that we used to do this sort of thing on a local basis, Back in the old days when I was doing morning radio, morning drive in Philadelphia, I quickly sort of gave the nod to TC. And before you know it, she had tracked down Andrea Dick and became my guest immediately. So, you know, right after the mayor, now we had the woman with the signs. And it was priceless on a number of different levels, right? 
one of them, go ahead, TC. Well, she was just such a character. And yeah. you're, you're right. It was old school in that, you know, we went to commercial break and I quickly pick up the phone and call her using, you know, my father was like, how did you track her down? I was like, I Googled it. It's all good. You know, it's like the white pages. It's like the yellow pages well, and, are now online. And I'm interviewing her and it's actually her mother's house. She's... Uh, 54 years old. So, you know, her mom's older, obviously, than 54. Doesn't mom, sound it, though. Mom is in the background. They are two very, you know, New Jersey. They're characters. They're characters. They're you total characters. Yeah, and I, I say that with affinity. I mean, no, that's no. fine. You like characters. Yes, of course. So, so first of all, on the sign issue, this is not where I'm going with this. This is, Again, this is how to speak to the unvaccinated, because what I'm getting to is that it turned the conversation moved from signs to the fact that she's not vaccinated. And I did my best as a layperson to to try and disabuse her of her vaccine hesitancy, but I didn't succeed. And I'm about to welcome a guest to school me as to what I should have said. First, the fun stuff. So I said to her, you know, if I came down your block, what would I see? What would I see? What what flags are flying? Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to curse. There's F. Biden. Well, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You are allowed because this is Sirius XM. I mean, does it say okay. F. Biden or does it say fuck Biden? It says fuck Biden. Okay. Biden blows. Biden sucks. Um, there's seven different signs and... There's two that just say, I didn't, don't blame me, I did not vote for, I voted for Trump. But the ones that are, the big issue right now is the ones that say fuck Biden on them. So I chatted a moment ago with the mayor, and the mayor said that there's a school a block or so away. What thoughts do you have on school kids seeing those signs? Okay, I just want to explain to you, the, the school is a block away. He's right. It's not across the street from me. It's around the corner. Mm-hmm. I am in the 500 block, right. which is not a thorough way to the school. They have to either go to, which you can Google it, West Lincoln to get to school or West Sumner to get to school. I'm sorry, West Webster to get to school. In other words, nobody... We are not a main thorough. I see. So nobody, nobody or few people, if anybody, drives down Willow to get to the school. Correct. And I just want to let you know, the fence is 20-plus feet back. You drive by, unless you're looking for my signs, you cannot see them. Okay, so th- that's, that's the sign issue. Now, I'm speaking to her, and I'm looking at a photograph of her in yesterday's New York Times. Big color photograph of her next to a sign that says, don't blame us, we voted for Trump. And because of all the COVID-centric news, I'm thinking... I'll bet she's not vaccinated, but I didn't want to bring that up. It's a conversation about signs, and I wanted to treat her with some dignity because I truly wanted to know, like, what do your neighbors think? And what about the kids who go to school? And what are the limits, the parameters of speech in a circumstance like this? But then she made a reference to masks, and I seized that as an opportunity to try and have dialogue with her about her vaccination status, lo and behold, she's not vaccinated. Her mom, with whom she lives, is not vaccinated. Interestingly, her husband is vaccinated. And she proceeded to explain to me why she's not vaccinated. And the whole time that I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, you know, what would Dr. Wen say? What, the, what would Lena Wen say, who's expert in these matters, 
So what I decided to do was cut the tape. TC has done that. Welcome a special guest, and let's explore, because we all have someone in our orbit. Maybe it's you who's unvaccinated. So what's the best thing to say? What's the approach to take? How do you reach someone who's not vaccinated? This is Dr. Lena Wen, the CNN medical analyst, emergency physician, public health professor, contributing columnist at The Washington Post, former Baltimore health commissioner, and most importantly for our purposes today, author of a brand new book. It's called Lifelines, A Doctor's Journey in the Fight for Public Health. Dr. Wen, congrats on the book. I'm halfway through and really enjoying it. Thank you very much. I appreciate your reading. I didn't realize that you had had... uh, you know, such a difficult uh, upbringing and the whole story of the fa- Well, how about this? Dry your tears and never speak of your selfish desire again. From now on, you are living for something bigger than yourself. Who said it and why? Well, Michael, my book actually comes out on Tuesday. So oh, did I, I read I in advance? <laughs> oh, okay. I read in advance of it, but I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not giving it away then. <laughs> no. Well, I hope that um, you have given a teaser and Good. everybody else will find out more. Okay. Is that all we can say about it? Yes. All right. The, the only other thing I want to say is I, too, have been to Foyle's Bookstore, although I did not meet my partner at Foyle's Bookstore. <laughs> Dr. Wen, you are really a good egg for doing this. I know you know the background. I had this chance interview yesterday on radio. I did the best that I could as a layperson in responding to some issues that were raised by someone who refuses to be vaccinated. And I thought, wouldn't it be great? This was a 54-year-old woman from New Jersey. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could get Dr. Wen to tell me and all of my listeners, what should I have said? So here's the first comment that was made by my guest. Are you vaccinated? No, I'm not. Mm. How come? I refuse to. Why? Because my neighbor is a chemist. Yeah. She even said to us, it takes years for something to get approved. I'm not putting poison in my body. Okay. Dr. Wen, what should I have said? Well, first of all, I think you did the exact right thing in terms of asking her instead of approaching her with judgment as in, why aren't you vaccinated? That's horrible, right? You asked her, why aren't you vaccinated? Which I think is exactly the right thing for us to be doing, approaching people with compassion and empathy and trying to understand where they're coming from. But her specific comment about taking years for something to get approved, I think we could say, actually, there has been research going into these vaccines for quite a few years, for almost 20 years. And so even though this is a new virus, it was basically plug and play, as in we already had all the mechanisms in place. The research has been ongoing for these vaccines for years. This virus came along and now we have developed this vaccine. It's been tested now in hundreds of millions of people and found to be very safe and effective. Excellent. Here's cut number two of six. But wait a minute. It was it was it was developed on your guy's watch and he put that poison in his body. No, he put the cocktail in his body. He did not put the Madeira. He didn't put the Johnson and Johnson. And the other one he didn't put in his body. No, he did not. He and my girlfriend had the same thing. It was that that concoction that they had. Doctor Wen, my recollection, and I have fact checked it, is that President Trump quietly, 
before he left the White House, indeed got the vaccine. That's exactly right. And so what I would say here is to your caller is you're right that he did when President Trump, former President Trump, first came down with coronavirus. He did get a he did get treatment for it, as one should. If you get very ill from coronavirus, you should get treated for it. So he got a combination of monoclonal antibodies, the cocktail, I think that she's referring to, as well as Regeneron or as, as, as well as remdesivir um, and steroids. So he got the treatment when he was ill. But exactly as you said, Michael, he also got the vaccine, which I think says two important things. Number one, that President Trump, former President Trump, trusted the vaccine. He understood that it was protective and he ended up getting it himself, as, um, as did his wife. And the second thing is that there is this myth out there that if you get coronavirus, you don't need to get the vaccine. And in this case, President Trump did get coronavirus, but he still got the vaccine because the vaccine gives you an additional layer of protection that's longer lasting and more consistent than just the immunity that you get from having coronavirus. That is such a good point, because I I get many callers who say, well, what about those who have been ill with the virus. And I always say as a lay person, well, if they have antibodies, I imagine they should be treated as those who've received a vaccine. But Dr. Wen makes the observation, hey, even the president, you know, presumably with the best of medical advice, having just had COVID, still got the vaccine. Okay, cut number three. Keep in mind now, I'm speaking to a 54-year-old woman who is living with her mom. I don't know mom's age, but we can all do the math and we can presume. And she reveals the following to me about her mother. Andrea's unvaccinated. I got to tell you, Andrea, I'm worried about mom's health. That that really is the big message I should be delivering. I want to keep her mom's safe. Mom's unvaccinated too. She's not getting it. And a lot of my friends. Oh, She's Jesus. not getting it. Nope. So mom's not getting it, and nor are her contemporaries. What should I have said? Well, I mean, that would certainly have concerned me as well. I think in this case, I probably would go through and talk about the risks of coronavirus, especially to older individuals. We know that age itself is a major risk factor for having severe outcomes from COVID-19. And the risks are also additive. And so if you're older, but you also have underlying medical problems on top of that, which is more likely if you're older, then the likelihood of having a severe outcome, including death, increases exponentially. And so I would just, I think in this case, I would frame it in terms of health, which is really what this is about. I think the masks and vaccines have somehow become these ideological symbols of our culture wars, but actually they're really about people's health. I was surprised when I said, well, what if President Trump, for for whom my guest had voted, and that was the whole sort of underlying premise of this conversation, like, what if he encouraged you to get the vaccine? Here was that part. If Donald Trump were, if President Trump were to do a, a public service announcement and say, I really want people to get vaccinated, could that turn both of you? No. Even if it came from him? No. Hmm. Do research. I did a lot of research. We both did on it, and we refused to get it. Dr. Wen, how do you combat people who are out there, quote-unquote, doing their own research, and they think that what they're finding is grounded in science? I know. I think this is the big problem. And I had heard an interview that um, Dr. Fauci did with Shema Kostan on CNN last weekend, where Dr. Fauci said something like, if we had this amount of disinformation 
during polio and smallpox. We would still have polio and smallpox right now. This is what I'm extremely concerned about, that there, is, there are so many sources that validate people's deeply ingrained fears. And so if somebody doesn't want to take the vaccine already, they can easily look up on the Internet and find hundreds, thousands of sources that, of quote-unquote sources, that seem to validate their claims. And so it's, it is interesting because I, I think a lot of us would have thought, well, President Trump is the most credible messenger to a lot of people. Right. But I also wonder, though, I mean, and we don't know what with this particular caller, but if you had said to her in follow up, would it have made a difference if you know, one of your mom's friends or one of your friends got the vaccine? Or, I mean, I, I wonder if the trusted messenger for some people is not the politician as much as they might like the politician, but it's someone in their communities. I mean, my hunch, and we don't have studies to prove this, my hunch is that talking to the converted, if you will, and hearing their stories matters a lot. And then somebody perhaps whose sister got COVID and got really sick, and then they decided after initially not getting the vaccine to get the vaccine. I wonder if something like that could help to convince people. Two more. And thank you for being so gracious with your time. Now they come out with the Delta Plus. Yeah. Which doesn't even, the the shots don't even cover the Delta Plus. They were saying on the radio yesterday. The the Delta variant. No, that's the Delta variant. Now there's a Delta Plus. Okay, so my guest is now telling me, well, there's something new out there. It's called Delta Plus and the vaccine won't address it. Well, the Delta Plus, as it's colloquially called, is a subvariant of the Delta variant. And it is true that the Delta variant is a very concerning variant. It is the most contagious of the lot. And it does appear that the vaccines we have are less effective against the Delta variant, and therefore probably one would assume against the Delta Plus as well, than with the previous strains. But it is still effective. And I would use this analogy here. I mean, just, you know, we, we have, we use seatbelts in cars. Seatbelts don't prevent every single automobile death, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be using the seatbelt. And in this case, with the, with the vaccines that we have, the best way we can prevent further variants from arising in the future is for all of us to be vaccinated now. Dr. Wen, lacking your expertise in education, what I have been walking around with in my head, my soundbite to try and reach people who are in my own orbit, who won't get vaccinated is to talk to them about the rate of hospitalization currently in L.A. County. This was accurate as of three or four days ago. And this is the way I explained it to my caller. Nobody is in the hospital for anything having to do with covid who is vaccinated. Doesn't that say something to you? Um, no. And I don't believe that because I heard yesterday on the news that there were people that were vaccinated are still are in the hospital due to COVID. The totality of my, my comment, Dr. Wen, was I was referring to L.A. County, where a week last week, and maybe this is still true today, and I'm sure it's not just L.A. County, there was literally nobody hospitalized for a COVID-related ailment who had been vaccinated. Right. I mean, here are the data nationwide that 97 percent of those who are hospitalized or dying from COVID are people who are unvaccinated. Or put another way, people who are vaccinated constitutes a small percentage, 3 percent of those who are hospitalized or dying due to COVID. Now, again, the vaccines do not protect you 100 percent. They do two really important things. 
One is they prevent you from getting severely ill. So chances are, um, are you will get mild symptoms or no symptoms at all, which is really phenomenal, right? To be able to prevent something that otherwise would have killed you and, and turn that into mild cold-like symptoms. I think that's really incredible. The other thing too, though, is that the vaccine is not 100%. And so what is happening right now is that the vaccinated are still getting sick, not generally very sick, but they are getting infected. And that doesn't show that the vaccine isn't working. What that shows, rather, is that there is a spillover effect, that we can do everything we can to keep ourselves safe. But at some point, if there are so many unvaccinated people around us and such a high level of infection around us, that's going to impact us too. So my takeaway here is get vaccinated because that will protect you from getting severely ill. And in addition, help others to make this decision too, because their decision to get vaccinated also impacts you. I actually have really taken issue with the Biden administration and their kind of live and let live attitude, as in saying, once you're vaccinated, it's fine. Why do you care if others around you are vaccinated as you? Well, you care because they could still infect you. You might not get that sick, but you could still get sick. And so we're really in this together. Is there anything else before you leave us? Is there anything else that you would suggest in terms of how to talk to the unvaccinated? The most common reason that people are not getting vaccinated now is they are more concerned about the vaccine than they are of the virus, which I know is totally backwards for those of us who study the science of it. But I think it is then important to address both elements of this. There are a lot of people who are not that scared of the virus at this point for whatever reason. Either they've had it before, they know someone who did and recovered, and they're, or they might be young and saying, well, chances are I'm not going to die from the virus. I think it's important to mention that this is a virus that causes long-term symptoms, even in people who have mild infections. And so talking about loss of concentration, ongoing fatigue, headaches, shortness of breath that may be so severe that people can't really function in their daily lives or losing their hair or losing their sense of smell or taste to the point that they can't enjoy food. I think that that's something important to remind people of, too, because they might think that they're invincible from death, but they could relate to these other symptoms that are lasting and are things that they would probably want to avoid, too. Two things. A, thank you. B, congratulations on your personal story Tuesday, 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 the release of Lifelines by Dr. Lena Wen. I really appreciate your time. That was excellent. Thank you so much. Great Thanks, to doc- join you as always. Thank you, Dr. Wen. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite. Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall to wall Wi Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. 
Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.